Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to Kitchen Club with me, Sarah Malcolm, and my brill friend, Serena Lau. Kitchen Club is the weekly podcast that brings you conversations from our kitchen table. Each week, we have a brilliant new guest, a new area of expertise to get stuck into, and a new recipe which is created using our guests' three favorite ingredients. We also ask our guests for their healthy habit which is something that they do daily or whenever they need to rebalance and re-ground themselves. We both trial it out and discuss how we felt when practicing their habit. This season, our recipes can be found on our brand new Patreon page. We'll pop the link in the show notes below this episode. So please do head over and check out all the yummy things we've cooked for our guests. Today's guest is Olivia Yasinos, a human design guide who helps people discover their purpose and unlock their unique blueprint to make empowering changes in their lives. I'm so, so excited about this one. I knew so little about human design, so it was really fascinating to speak to Liv and to learn all about it. Without further ado, here is Liv Yasinos on Kitchen Club. Welcome, Liv. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be with you both. Liv, let's dive straight in and speak about your three ingredients Mm. that you gave us and we've made a recipe for you and tell us a bit about them. Was it, I think I put courgettes, Mm. um, tomatoes, baby tomatoes or cherry tomatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, was tahini on there? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, a bit about those ingredients. So um, I mentioned just before, my dad's from Cyprus. So we have quite a lot of Middle Eastern foods. Um, so lots of hummus, lots of tahini. It's probably one of my favorite sort of dressings. Um, I love like sesame stuff. Um, courgettes, I really found a love for them when I, I ended up having quite bad um, digestive issues after suffering anxiety in my early 20s. And I had quite a lot of gut health issues. And courgettes was like one of the first foods that really um, I could just trust and rely on as like a food mm-hmm. that was like, would, you know, agree with me and didn't cause any issues. And I've just grown to really love them. I love them like in the ribbons and 
um yeah probably one of my favorite favorite veg <laughs> mm. um and then just the sourness and like I, I love the taste of tomatoes I'm like a little bit so I can eat like um yeah punnets just as like a snack you know? <laughs> um, so yeah those are those three great ingredients <laughs> very very good ingredients <laughs> so Liv we have made for you courgette and gruyere fritters with a roasted baby tomato and tahini dip which wow. it's actually my mum's recipe so I've got to give credit where credit's due because she makes these delicious courgette fritters oh. um and so when you gave us your ingredients it was like the first thing I thought of so we're going to send you the recipe when we can and um hopefully you enjoy those but yeah wish we could make them for you in person <laughs> mm. oh I can't wait to try them they sound delicious Serena had so many ideas for your ingredients Liv and mm. she was like should we do this should we do this we could do this um and I feel like they're quite we, we both said they're quite like summery ingredients mm. so making a nice sort of wintry warming recipe yeah so hopefully all of the listeners enjoy that as well <laughs> Liv, I've been particularly excited to talk to you because I feel like most of the guests that we have on, I like, I have some understanding of what it is that they do. Whereas mm. what you do, which we're going to get onto in a minute, mm. I have absolutely zero knowledge of, zero experience of. Um, but before we get into that, we usually find that people that we chat to in the holistic world and the wellness world have had their own kind of personal journeys that have led them into the industry, into doing what they do. So we wondered what your backstory is. How come you do do what you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice question. I think so. Probably similar to many, it started with um, a bout of anxiety and depression in my early 20s, where I was really lost for direction. Um, I'd gone down the linear path of going to school, going to university. Um, I was working in an investment bank at the time. And I just was feeling like in the mornings, waking up, like I didn't have any sense of purpose at all. Um, I'd come out of quite a bad relationship. And this was when I started experiencing this anxiety and it got to the point where I was like having panic attacks on the tube on the way to work. I was really like even, you know, throughout the day in work, just a complete mess. Um, and I'd really lost my way. Um, so as you do, I quit my job, bought a plane ticket and traveled to the other side of the world, <laughs> thinking that this would solve all of my problems. Um, and I went, yeah, on a kind of self-discovery journey where I was exploring a lot. And I thought I found some answers. Um, I traveled back through Thailand and I got into Buddhism and um pathways and doorways were sort of starting to open. I was practicing meditation, yoga, and um, was introduced to astrology. And I think these were all keys in, in the story that was sort of leading me to the doorway of human design, which is what I do now. Um, but it still took me a long time sort of coming back from traveling. And um, I thought that I'd found my way. Um, and I decided to train as a lawyer I'd done my degree in law with French and I was really obsessed with languages and studying. I'd been quite conscientious like growing up. Um, so yeah, I went down the lawyer route and 
it wasn't sort of um, too much later after I realised I'd been, sort of, you know, on the treadmill for a while when the anxiety was coming back and I was like, oh, you know, something's up here again. Like I'd sort of be waking up in the middle of the night just again, like lost and like shortness of breath and feeling like this isn't me. Um, so I took some time out and I went off um, to South America and I um, I ended up volunteering in the Amazon jungle. And there was a shaman that came and stayed with us. It was completely unexpected. I had no idea that he would, he would be there. And we ended up doing various ceremonies with him. And something happened there that was like a door was closing, almost like a rebirth, this sort of alchemy of like one life dying and another um, beginning. And I since learned that, um, where we were staying in the Amazon jungle was exactly on my Pluto line in astro cartography. I don't know if you've come across this before, but it's sort of looking at the placements of the planets on top of the earth at the time at which you were born. And it sort of explains why we might be drawn to certain countries, um, where we might find love on our Venus line, for example, or, um, and so, um, I, yeah, I, I'd done this work with a shaman and I kind of head, headed back to London and within about three months time, I, um, discovered the human design system, um, which is, yeah, the modality that I practice and work with now. Um, and that trip probably was the catalyst for me changing and really moving into the direction of the work I do, um, so yeah, that's a very long story short. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I am and my sort of background. Wow. How do we find out where our Pluto and Venus are? <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is really. Um, so there's um there's an there's a website called astro.com or astro travel i think it is um and you just pop in your date time location of birth and um yeah you click the kind of the travel button and it pulls up this map of this of the globe and you can see where there's there's lots of lines and it looks really colorful and you kind of um yeah just dive into the different energies that are influencing what's going on um yeah energetically for you so it's a really it's a fascinating tool um which has helped me on my journey as well. Yeah, Clearly wow. I'm going to do no work today. I'm just going to sit on that <laughs> website all afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you the link afterwards. So you can yeah, do. We'll pop it in the show notes too for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so, wow, what a, what a lovely journey to get you where you are now, Liv. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I was just, when I was listening to your story, I thought, isn't it so mad that we always have to go away Mm -hmm. to like we have to physically step out of our lives in order for things to shake but it makes so much sense that you were drawn to to South America then yeah that was in line Mm, yeah there was and what tends to happen on that line in particular is like you're in you know you might meet shamanism or occult or um just a more mystical kind of um yeah path really a way of living and um it really just comes straight to us we weren't seeking it at all um and so it was you know something in my journey that I'm incredibly grateful for to have that opportunity to go and travel and explore and um, meet the people that I did that Mm. just completely changed the trajectory of my life um but yeah Yeah. definitely having to move away and take yourself away but actually realizing that all of the answers are within yeah absolutely so let's um let's dive into human design and live because this is 
this is your calling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know, yes, as Serena said, she doesn't know much about human design. I know a little bit because my one of my best friends and her husband, they actually are very into it and sort of lead their lives by it all. So I think it's an amazing, amazing outlook. My boyfriend, on the other hand, is such a skeptic. It's unbelievable. Mm. (laughs) I'm sure people listening might be as well. Yes. Um, So let's talk about human design. First of all, what is it? Mm -hmm. And how, how did you, yeah, how, how, yeah. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at its most basic, it is a self-awareness tool. Um, it draws on the principles of, or the philosophies of astrology, the Hindu chakra system, the I Ching, which is an ancient Eastern philosophy, um, looking at different archetypes of energy and the Kabbalah tree of life. So it's different wisdoms all pulled together into one modality. And similar to astrology, based on your date, time and location of birth, which you input to um, a system or a software, it pulls up what's called your body graph or your human design chart. And the chart is the map of your unique imprint and when we look at the chart it's sort of looking at our highest potential so the idea is that we come in perfect and whole and there's nothing to fix and we are this unique being and human design is actually called the science of differentiation so it's a tool to enable us to get to our most differentiated our unique self Um, When we live in a world that's so homogenized and we're all kind of following a similar path, it gives us a tool to come back to our truth, what our message is, and I guess the light that we're here to shine in life. Um, So, yeah, that's a very brief overview of of what it is. Because there's categories, am I right? Like sort of your your archetype or your what each person... person, (laughs) (laughs) What each individual sort of fits into and marries into. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So probably the most compelling piece is the energy type. So like you say, almost archetypal. So there's five different types. And I don't know if you've ever done like the Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or any of the other kind of personality type assessment tools with human design, um, or at least with them, you might have your energy type or your description. And that's sort of um, the start and the end point with human design, you have your energy type, but that's just the beginning. So that's almost like we get our energy type and then we unlock the door into the rest of our chart, which reveals so much more about, you know, the way that we make decisions consciously, um, our unique energetic traits, our gifts, our skills, um, our purpose, what environments we operate best in, uh, how we digest life and food. So there's so much to it. Um, but starting off with the entry point, which is your energy type. So there's five different types. Um, the manifestors are 10% of the population. And manifestors are here to have an impact, really. They often, in the past, they were the ones that kind of rose to power. And their whole being um, is about having an impact and, and wanting to make an impact in life. So I sort of describe them as this like yang energy, this quite masculine energy. Um, and they're 
aura in human design. Human design is looking at the science of our of our aura, so the energetic body that surrounds us. Their aura in traditional texts is said to be closed and repelling. I find this a bit heavy, and I think really what it is is that they're here to create space in order for them to rise up. So they almost clear the space of what's in, you know in front of them to be able to have their impact. So they're the true fire starters, the initiators. Um, you know, here to sort of blaze a trail and really get things moving. Um, so yeah, they're they're one 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 of the types. And then you've got the generators, um, and generators are the life force of the planet. So together with another type, the manifesting generators, they make up seventy percent of the population. Um, and the generators and manifesting generators are defined by what's called their sacral chakra. So. Are you got you familiar with the the different yeah, chakras yeah. and energy centers? Yeah. For so, anyone who doesn't know, Liv, can you just yeah just, yeah. Um, so just looking at these different energy in human design, we there are nine of them. The traditional system I think looks at seven of them. So, um, so yeah, these different energetic centers within the body that like I guess the traditional term chakra was about the wheel spinning of energy and when they're out of alignment, energy is not flowing correctly in the body. So it's looking at um, yeah where the flow of energy is. And if anyone's listening and they're kind of they're, they're curious about looking up their chart or their type, the best place to go to is a website called mybodygraph.com or Jovian Archive. And all you need to do is put in your date, time and location of birth and you'll pull up your human design chart. And you'll see what I mean when I'm kind of describing these energy centers. They're like um yeah, centers within this outline of a person that shows you where the energy's flowing, where's not. So generators and manifesting generators, they are defined by what we call the sacral chakra. And in human design, this is slightly different to the traditional system. Human design, the sacral chakra is the center of desires and it's directly related to the gut. So it's a gut feeling that generators and the manifesting generator types are here to be ruled by. And so life for them is about following their desires, the desires that are coming from the sacral chakra, not being in the mind and thinking, oh, what do I want from life? And not actually initiating like the manifestors are here to do, but actually responding. So the strategy for generators and manifesting generators is to respond to life. So you know how we're all taught to kind of um, really grab our dreams and go after and hustle that's not actually energetically correct for 90 percent of us mm-hmm. and so the idea with the generators and manifesting generators is to actually just relax and allow life to deliver your dreams to your door instead of having to think I need to go out and push and um almost like sometimes it might feel like we're going against the grain just to achieve and pull in what we want. Um, How can you start responding? And the aura of the generators and the manifesting generators is described as open and enveloping. So it's constantly drawing life towards it. And they're here to check in to see, oh, do I actually have available energy to put towards whatever's coming my way? Um, And so there's this deep connection with the body um, and listening to the sounds of the sacral center, which might come in the form of "Mm -hmm," like, oh, my energy is drawn towards that or "Mm -mm, not for me. And the sacral chakra, we say, is very binary. It's either yes or a no or it's a not now. And so for generators and manifesting generators, moving throughout life day to day, it's all about responding in the moment. So yeah, it's a, it's a yin, it's a receptive kind of energy. Um, and they're here to 
perfect or master or um, get really skilled in something. Um, and their their life and their quarter, I guess their purpose is really about what do I want to do? What's my available energy? What do I have av- energy available for? And they wake up in the morning with a battery full of life force energy and they're here to use it in ways which are very satisfying to them. So they're here to feel like this very satiated um, sense of being. So, yeah, that's the generators. And then just to add for the manifesting generators, they're kind of a hybrid between the generator and the manifester. Um, They are generators by design, but they have manifesting capabilities. And you tend to find manifesting generators are multi-passionate. Um, they have fingers in lots of different pies. They move from one thing to the next. Um, yeah, always discovering sort of new things and their energy being drawn to lots of different experiences to learn and to master and to perfect and onto the next thing. Um, and, you know, we're taught that actually often if you've got five jobs on your CV in five years, that's a bad thing. But for manifesting generators, it's like permission to be you, you know, permission to be explorative and go and do whatever. The more you do that, the more your aura is going to feel like, oh, you know, really full of life. And I'm exploring all of these things that I'm lit up by. Um, So, yeah, so that's the first three. And they are um, described as energy beings. And then we categorize the other two as non-energy beings. I'm sorry if you can hear my puppy in the background. (laughs) (laughs) She's like playing, playing um with her toys I can <laughs> I hear like too. nice breathing it's actually really comforting <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um she sort of waddled in with a, a teddy in her mouth and I thought oh, oh no <laughs> oh, <bless her. laughs> um, yeah so those are the energy types and then we've got the non-energy beings which are the projectors and the reflectors Now, the projectors are the natural born guides of the community. They are here to see rather than do, but they're often conditioned to do um, because they live in a world of generators and manifesting generators. They want to try and keep up with the, you know, the life force of the planet. Um, Their aura is very focused and penetrating. So they often see deeply into the thing that's in front of them, whether that's a person or um, energetically it's almost like it kind of pierces what's in front and they are here to wait for invitations in life so um their whole being is predicated on being recognized and invited in to share what it is that they see they are the seers rather than the doers and they naturally can guide and lead and often you see lots of coaches as projectors um although you know any type can be coach can be a coach um but they just have this natural um ability to see into what's directly in front of them they are good at making efficiency gains seeing where generators the life force can actually move in a direction to make things flow a little easier so we we all need each other really we've got the manifestors who are starting the fire the generators who are almost like building the project so we're all wor- working together essentially um projectors guiding the process almost like looking up um down from above like seeing oh, where can we actually tweak something where can we make it better how can we improve this um and then reflectors who are the lunar beings are just one percent of the population they really are here to sit at the center of the tribe and reflect back at how we're all doing um so a reflector's design is um is shown by having all of the centers 
white in their charts. They don't have any kind of consistent imprint of energy. So they're very um, dependent on their environment and getting in the right environment and around the right people for them is really, really key. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's um, a kind of a whistle-stop tour of the of the energy types yeah. for human design. <laughs> wow, it's fascinating. Isn't it? It's so interesting. And it makes you, it, there's like so much comfort in knowing this and knowing how different we all are in our sort of well it's not our genetic makeup is it I don't know yeah uh, it is yeah that's yeah exactly okay okay good yeah. <laughs> in our genetic makeup and yeah you know the this time of comparison that we are all in because of social media and it makes you realize but actually they might be completely different to me when you when you have these feelings of oh I should be doing what that person's doing I need to be doing more of that and more of that but actually if that's not your truth and not what you're sort of in alignment with, then you can just have this comfort in knowing that, oh, leave them to it. That's not me. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. That's exactly it. It's permission to be you. Yeah. Beautifully. Yeah. I love chatting to people who so clearly just love what they do. Like when you were describing those five archetypes, you were so lit up and so (laughs) into it. It's awesome. Um, So in terms of you know, why people would come to human design. What is it that, what is it that human design can teach us about ourselves? How can it help us on our own paths? Apart from, as you said, you know, showing you that it's okay to all be different and and giving you permission to be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're, for me, I found it incredibly healing as a tool to help me understand the way I was um, why perhaps I'd been drawn to certain experiences, how I'd found myself trying to fit into crowds of people, but never really feeling like I actually fitted in. Um, and so I guess if you're struggling to kind of find your place and, um, understand your purpose and what you're really doing here in this world, um, then it gives us the tools to really understand deeply, yeah, why we've incarnated, um, at the time at which we have and what light that we're here to shine. Um, I was in a very, um, living this sort of homogenized life of just following this path, um, going to university, you know, doing the traditional path. And I felt inherently it wasn't right for me. There was something within me that was like constantly sort of telling me, you know, I was waking up in the night, like there's more to life than my day job. And so I wanted to explore, well, what are my gifts? Like, what am I actually here to do? And, um, my understanding my design. So I'm a projector, um, and I have what's called emotional decision-making, um, it really helped me see where in the world I kind of fit in. Um, you know, having this I this this gui- this guiding energy, this energy of really seeing into the other and being what we call like a non-energy being, knowing that I'm not here to make emotion um, decisions like in you know in the moment, and actually that I'm here to ride a wave of emotion before I get clarity on on the decisions. And I'd always put a lot of pressure on myself, sort of saying to myself, "I'm so indecisive. You know, I can't ever like you know <laughs> work out what I want to do, what I want to commit to my energy to." And having emotional authority. Um, um, you're never really going to get hundred percent clarity. So it's actually okay to relax into just an 80%. Um, and so for me, it was also about like understanding, okay, so looking at the position of the sun at the time at which I'm born, this is a real indicator on our life's work. Mine is in this energy of kind of confrontation. And it's all about um, really confronting people to make changes in their life by seeing where they're in their conditioning 
Um, and just having this like nugget of information um, help open up these pathways in my mind of like, oh, how can I explore that? Is that something that I'm actually drawn towards? Like, does this fit with my energy type? And um, it was just giving me a framework to tune into my uniqueness. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing to be able to allow people to be unique. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Liv, well, we know that you've, 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 we would, we gave you our info. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and have you done a, a little reading for us? Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've looked at your charts um, and yeah, I can see why you guys are friends. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, often we get we kind of get drawn um there's something called the profile in human design you get drawn to similar energies um and you both have this this profile which is called a two four profile and we we can go into that if you like um but yeah just looking at your design so serena you're a generator um and sarah you're a projector um and so the idea with, I guess, just diving a little bit deeper into Serena, your chart, um, being a generator, you're here to, well, you're part of the life force of the planet. So you are thinking about things that are really lighting you up on the day to day. So you have this inherent connection with your, with your gut. So how is your connection to your, to your gut feeling? Do you trust it? Do you Yes. And it's something that I've been working on for a few years and it's definitely improving and getting stronger. And it's funny that you say like, you know, day-to-day enjoyment, that's a really big theme for me at the moment is making sure that I'm not getting caught up in the daily grind and I am doing things for the fun of it. Because Generator, you said, was driven by desire, no? Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of sort of say to Generators, try and let go of any plan and sort of make out like decisions or where you want to go in life, but just relax and see what's being drawn towards you. Even if you don't understand it, because in that way, you're going to feel most satisfied. So allowing yourself to just tune into these desires that actually, okay, starting with the small things in the morning, do I want a tea or a coffee? What's my sacral saying? You know, that's a desire. It's a beautiful thing to be a generator and, you are constantly drawing life towards you um, to respond to what's going on. Um, And you're the life force of the planet. So you find your life through the work that you're doing. So the question is, are you enjoying the work that you're doing? And if not, what can you kind of turn attention towards? Because we almost imagine our aura as like this energetic pool of energy. And saying yes, stuff that you really want to do is keeping this water clear, this pool clear. When we start saying yes to stuff that we don't want to do, it gets a bit murky and we end up feeling not satisfied at all, frustrated, drained of energy and really feeling like there's no flow in life. Oh my God, you're saying so much that's blowing my mind because at the moment like, I'm obsessed with my work. I love it. But there is also this course that I'm going to sign up to do next year, which just kind of came to me, but it feels so right. And the other thing is look at my necklace little sacral chakra no way <laughs> I love that yeah yeah, yeah. So I knew you'd be a generator <laughs> <gasps> I'm so excited 
Yeah. I want to just chat to you for a million hours now about all of this. I know it's so funny, isn't it? And there's so much that we can kind of explore. But for me, generators mystical path and contribution to humanity is to wake up their sacral center and to live according to the sounds in the moment. Forget about what life should look like and allow life to come to you. Um, So just notice where you're initiating out of nothing. So when you said the course kind of came to you, I assume it's like perhaps there was a synchronicity or like you heard about it and you were like, oh, this actually lights me up. I I have available energy to put towards this. And when you trust in that, then life becomes a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the thing about your design is that whilst you are ruled by the sacral chakra, you have also emotional authority. And emotional authority, we say that there's no truth in the now for this. So authority is your unique decision-making um, and there are various types of decision-making in human design. And actually, Sarah, you have a really quick one, which we'll kind of come on to when we look at yours. Um, but for 50% of us, we are emotional authority. So for the big decisions in life, i.e. moving house, changing do- jobs, like crit- committing to courses and um yeah, just those kind of the more, I guess, important decisions. It's energetically correct for you to ride a period of time, ride this wave out in order to get clarity rather than committing in the moment and a week later being like, oh my God, what did I sign up to there? Just feel out this emotion wave to see, oh, actually, okay, I felt like what it might be like in the high of it. I've also come down to the low. There's a kind of movement of energy, but it's not so extreme. And when we get to that more stable place, it's never completely stable. Then we know that we've like, we can engage our energy and not beforehand. So waiting for clarity allows the truth to reveal itself over time. So you're here to develop patience in waiting out your unique emotional wave. And yours is the build-up wave. So it kind of builds up over time, this energy of this emotion building up, building up. And then you might feel as though you have to have some sort of release, um, maybe cry it out like once a month or you kind of come back down from the higher, you know, and things might crash to the surface a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, now I've got a bit of like clarity on what was going on. That tension was building, building. And there are different flavors of the waves, but yeah, yours tends to build up over time. The important thing is, is just not to commit in the high or the low. So waiting might look like sleeping on things or um, for the bigger decisions, you know, a three to six month period before getting clarity. Um, So just allow yourself time to kind of process these things because time almost creates this space um, or this distance between the decision that's being called for and the decision itself. So you'll gain clarity over time is what I'm trying to say. Um, So surrender to the depths of uncertainty um, and don't always feel as though you have to know in the moment. This is so fascinating. (laughs) Patience is not my default. I am highly (laughs) impatient. For the last few years, ever since I went self-employed, my focus has been on slowing down and not being so impulsive. Oh my goodness. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) You love human design. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, Yeah. Just moving on to another part of your design, Serena, you have what we call um, the channel of the beat, or um, it's also known the, the alchemist. 
Um, and in human design, this really means that you are here to bring innovation and empower people in a new direction. So whether that be in projects or um, however it helps them in their lives, just simply by you being in their aura, you're going to bring the best out of them. So they'll find themselves having their own sense of direction being initiated just by being in your presence. Do you notice that in yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say, if anybody's thinking about having coaching with me, (laughs) I'm a bit of an alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely right. And actually, um, I can tell you'd make for an excellent coach because you have what's called the sun in gateway number 13. And this is the gateway of the listener. So um, you have this just inherent gift within you and your power lies in the art of listening. Um, and there lives within you a stillness at the heart of your being that allows you to look at somebody's life, potentially at their past, and just see it through an optimistic light. So your optimism is going to spring from this ability to view life from just a level of um, compassion for others. So you know we're all here to play a part in life and you can just read between the lines and others love to be around you because of this. But there is just this beautiful ability that you were born with to just listen deeply. And I think there's an art of listening and it's a forgotten art. Um, And you're here to kind of share that gift with us. Serena's the best listener. Is she? Whenever we record, I'm always the one that's going, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm. And Serena's just silent. Really? Because she's just so intently listening. Amazing. Yeah, it's just a gift. It's a real gift. Um, And yeah, the position of the sun in our design is really key. Um, because it almost, if you imagine the energy of the sun as like the sun is pure philanthropy, it only gives and it doesn't know how to take. And so it's saying to us, well, what are you here to give? What light are you here to shine? Um, and how can you weave that light into serving others? And service is a really big thing for both of you having this two, four profile that I mentioned beforehand. So In human design, we each have what's called a profile and it's almost like the role or the costume that we're here, that we have and the role that we're here to play. And, um, the role is determined by the energy of these numbers. So they're numbered between one and six, and it's a combination of these two numbers. So you both have the two, four profile and the four comes in with an extraordinary big heart and it is here to serve in the community. So, um, four is all about its network and serving others. And it tends to be kind of like, um, the four you tend to find is like the center of their circles of friendship and their, you know, the family sort of gravitate around the fours and they just deeply connected to this community that they have around them and they want to serve their community. Now, the two is about trusting in their natural gifts to serve the community. So, you know, if you're kind of lost and looking for direction, these numbers are going to give you a clue as to how you're here to move energetically. The two is about it's not learning and studying necessarily from the books, but it's actually the person that comes in with the natural gifts and says, well, what am I naturally gifted at? 
and how can I serve to the community with these gifts? Mm. That's such a nice way to put it. I think growing up, we're all like, like what, are, what am I good at? What am I gifted at? But we think in terms of, I don't know, like, oh, I'm really good with numbers or I'm great at drawing. But actually yeah. there's so much more to, to yes. what you're gifted at. Definitely. Because at school, being a good listener wasn't like wasn't something that you got good grades for. It wasn't something that was applauded. Whereas actually in life, it's probably a bit more useful than numbers unless you're an accountant or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, you're here to trust in your natural gifts, both of you. Um, what are you naturally gifted and talented in that? And how can you serve your community? You might, you often find with the 2-4 profile that they get their connections and their opportunity through their network. So I don't know if it's like jobs or connections that you've had, but these tend to materialize like through your network. Um, there is a natural tension in this role that exists on the one hand between the part of you that enjoys being left alone to do their own thing and the other part of you that wants to connect with others and be this warm, sociable and like almost exter externalizing your natural gifts. So others can see your talents and genius but the 2-4 sometimes struggles to see itself. And so it needs sometimes the feedback of others to feel like recognized and supportive. And um, especially Sarah, because you're a projector and projectors sometimes struggle to see their natural gifts um, and struggle to see themselves because their energy is so focused and penetrating on the other that they're not kind of always tuning into, um, or they don't have this direct ability to see you know, what their gifts and skills are. Mm. Um, so yeah, there is this sort of tension between the two, which is traditionally described as the hermit. Um, but actually it's just all about these natural gifts and spending hours on our own, like doing the things that we love doing. And um, the four that wants to externalize and socialize and share the gifts. Do you feel that tension, either of you? 100%. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think yeah. my, my friend actually pointed out when because she's also a projector mm -hmm. and she pointed out she was like it makes so much sense that you're on Instagram and you share so much on Instagram mm -hmm. um and that like needing sort of needing the approval of others in terms of I don't know commenting and connecting that way yes um she said that makes so much sense for you but then also you're quite a deeply private person on the on the flip side of that and you need your time to be by yourself and work inwards to then have that capability to connect. Yes. Well, that's such a, an amazing observation, isn't it? Mm. Um, to be able to see, and, you know, often, like I was saying, projectors, they kind of need other people to see them. Um, so yeah, just, just kind of sharing a little bit on, on your design, Sarah. So, um, being a projector, you're here to define a new way of success and that is not based on how hard we work. So the more you honor your energy levels, the more successful you'll be. Because as what we call or describe a non-energy being, projectors are here to do things more efficiently. So um, when a projector's not in flow and not honoring their type um, and not giving themselves permission to rest, they may experience their not-self theme of bitterness. So because their environment is all about recognition and waiting to be invited in, when they're not trusting in that, then they kind of feel like, oh, but why aren't I being seen? You know, and they have this whole thing of like wanting to be seen and recognized and their signature theme when they are in flow in life is success. 
So they're here to feel success where the generators are feeling satisfied with life and this fullness projectors are feeling success and you can see so clearly when when projectors are like in their flow um they yeah it's just this kind of for me it's like a light that shines from them and you know we do use the words like i'm i'm feeling successful or you can you know be recognized as somebody who has success in their life but it's for you to determine what success means to you because we're not doing the thing where we're working hard and we're going against the grain and we're rowing upstream how can you row downstream you know Mm. how can you trust in your natural gifts how can you honor your energy levels and to support yourself in following the right path I like to sort of for me I repeat these mantras as a projector that I see and understand people deeply I'm here to guide others I guide others by asking intuitive questions. So for you, Sarah, you know, even teaching, one of the gifts of being able to teach and your um, your uniqueness here is your open emotion center. And in human design, the emotion center is, is, is one that's related to our feelings. Um, it's when it's undefined or open in your chart like it is, you really have the propensity to feel the emotions of the people around you on such a deep level. Yeah. So you're really absorbing all of the emotions and you're here to be wise about the emotional frequency. So I can see how this would make for, yeah, such an amazing teacher by tuning in and asking intuitive questions and allowing people being able to connect with what is going on emotionally in the room around you Mm. and guiding from that place. Um, And yeah, yeah, when we do that, we worry not of what other people think of us because we find our flow. Um, You know, we know that the right people will recognize us and invite us in to share our knowledge. Um, I imagine you have a community of people that you serve, this four in your profile wanting to connect into the community and people really drawn towards like the light of the projector. Um, So yeah, does that, does that resonate? Does that oh, be- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. If you had shared that anonymously, I think I would have known you were describing Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Yeah. It's I mean- so fascinating, isn't it? I mean, it all just, it feels like you just click into place suddenly and you're like, yeah, I am like that. Wow. Mm, yeah. And actually, um, you have an incredibly ambitious design. So, you know how we were talking about Serena being an amazing listener and this energy of the sun imprinting. Um, For you, Sarah, it's about trusting in the power of your dreams. So your whole life is about believing in yourself and your ambitions Um, and finding the right allies and the ones that recognize you rather than get in your way is really important. So you're born with this this drive that kind of comes from the root center in human design, center of pressure and center of adrenaline. And if you are resolute in your pursuit of your goals and you are doing what you love the most in life, then you are here to make powerful and quantum leaps um, at certain points in your life towards success. Again, Mm. whatever success means to you. Mm. So there's just this beautiful energy that's driving you through and, um, you know, how unique very unique wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's it's such a beautiful um way to learn about your friends as well to mm-hmm. to see kind of what they need and how you can serve 
classic me how you can serve them yes Um, (laughs) but it it does it sort of when you know what your friends where your friends slot in and how you can support each other it allows you to be a better friend for one another doesn't it and and the people around you and and that that you might not necessarily get on with someone not because I don't know for reasons unknown but actually they're just not serving you in that moment and Mm. you don't align yeah it's just noticing it's all energy really um um you know for you just tuning in and and allowing your friends to know that actually you work well on invitations so are they inviting you in you know are you being seen and heard um and just having that nugget of information can be so healing for us please invite Um, me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny isn't it um yeah well the other thing that I'm drawn to in your design is that you have this this channel of um the creative role model so you were born this inspirational and well yeah inspiring creative role model that's moving towards um the truth and being grounded in the present moment so you are designed to model what it means to be self-expressed what it means to be a creative individual and to attract the attention of others when you do so and when you do so you can change their perspective you can inspire direction in them and allow them to express their uniqueness so it's it's a creative inspiring role model energy and it lives in what we call the individual circuitry in human design and it is all about empowerment and transformation you're saying everything so beautifully as well Liv and I think it's so important for the listeners to know that I mean it makes Serena and I sound absolutely incredible, but it's, we are. I mean, we are, yeah. But it's the same for everyone. You know, everyone has their own uniqueness and their own individual qualities that make each of you, each of us, so special. And yeah, like just finding our own path, finding our own wisdom. How beautiful. Yeah. I feel like everybody who listens to this episode is going to be contacting you straight away <laughs> being like, please do me, do me, do me. Yeah. yeah. Inundated. It's, um, yeah, it's like you say, it's just a, a great self, you know, um, awareness tool to, to step into your uniqueness. Um, and so, you know, there are shadow sides of our energies as well. I've shared some of the gifts, but it's also, we need to be aware of the conditioning that we're taking on. And, and this shows through the open centers in our, in our design. Um, and so, you know, some of us can, um, really hold on to things for too long or much longer than what we might call their expiry date. So whether that be relationships, whether that be, um, jobs or whatever it is in your life, you know, if you have what we call an undefined spleen are you actually holding on for things for too long you know are you as a projector the some of the conditioning themes the big one that we have to contend with is do I know when enough is enough mm. so where in my life am I kind of like over committing because we don't have this kind of consistent sacral energy that the, the life force of the planet have um and so, yeah, it's all about like working through, well, where am I actually out of alignment? Where are these shadows and how can we alchemize them into a gift or into wisdom? Yeah. How would you suggest, Liv, I mean, this is probably working through you is a good one, but how would you suggest people kind of work through what they're discovering and, and understand what they need to let go of? 
Yeah. So I think just um, tuning into the chart as like um, the first step and just exploring when you go onto my body graph, um, the website, it has little prompts and questions that will ask you about your design. So, you know, am I um, these, what we call these not self themes. So I think the energy centers are a great place to start in terms of understanding where the energy is flowing, where it's not, mm. um, you know, as a generator, or even of, of any of the types, how can we develop this deeper sense of body connection? Because human design is really just about body consciousness. It's coming out of the mind and it's into the body and recognizing, okay, where's the energy flowing? Where is it not? Um, you know, do I have this inherent connection to my sacral center? How can I perhaps explore guided meditations to open up the wisdom of the sacral and connect into my creativity? Or, you know, as a projector, what's my third eye saying? What is it that I see? Um, Am I taking time to slow down and tune into what it is that I see? Um, So I'd head to the energy centers as these are the places of like wisdom where we can learn where we're taking on the outside world. Um, Okay. Yeah. Great. And in your work with clients, Liv, like, would you kind of see someone once, do them a reading, and then that's the end of your journey with that client? Or do people tend to keep coming back for more? How does that work? Yeah, it really varies. So some people are just curious about kind of wanting to understand their design um, and they'll come for one session. Um, I have a program that I run, which is like a six-week course which is called Align and Flow. And it's for people who want to, yeah, dive deeper in and find flow and notice where they're in the conditioning, notice and learn about these inherent fears that they have, what's blocking them to step into their purpose. And then we kind of go deeper into purpose and uncovering our why and our light in the world. And it totally depends. You often find projectors are really drawn to learning more, um, but equally it you know, it could be any of the types. Um, so it's, it's what I do say is just trust in what we call your authority, trust in your unique decision-making, um, just to what you're drawn towards, trust in your own energy. That sounds incredible. Your six week course. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of was born out of a desire to really, um, yeah, create and hold a space for people who want to explore this further and want to go on that journey of self-discovery and just recognize, oh, actually, it's what's going on here energetically. How can I start moving through the shadows in my design and and um, turn up as like my best or start living in my highest potential. So beautiful. (laughs) Sounds so fab. Yeah. Wow. I really, I really feel like we could just chat and chat and chat and chat and chat. (laughs) Yeah. But we have, um, your healthy habit that I really, we really want to speak to you about Liv. Yeah. Because it was such a beautiful one. Um, can you remember what you told us? So for listeners, a healthy habit is, is Liv's, what she does, daily or whenever to make her feel really great yeah so um I guess there's kind of two practices which I do in the morning the first thing that I do having taken my um big water bottle up um warm water uh, from the night before and just um the first thing I do when I open my eyes is just grab the water bottle and I I, da- I down it really just sat on my bed <laughs> and sort of flush through um um yeah try and get 
any toxins that have built up overnight, just flush them out of the body. Um, and almost like, you know, when you're kind of almost like pulling the chain, like, Oh, I just want to push mm-hmm. and yeah, push all of that through. Um, and I start the day with self massage, um, because it allows me to connect into the body and explore what's going on for me, where I need to kind of, um, place my attention what's going on and just tuning into the subtle body uh rather than being up in the mind so much um so yeah I just gently massage like the arms all throughout the body just to sort of stimulate the lymph system as well so it doesn't have that pump so to get the energy moving um and it really serves me well throughout the day to um yeah to indulge in that five minutes to do that Mm, it's such a gorgeous gorgeous way to wake up isn't it yeah I actually Sarah did you give it a go well so downing a downing a glass (laughs) of water actually is something that I've been doing for years and my friends whenever we used to have sleepovers and I'd wake up first thing and they just hear me like (laughs) maybe like oh gosh here she goes but um I actually take Simprove in the morning, which is a, mm. a, like a liquid form probiotic. And you're not supposed to drink anything before. So, right. and I have always just loved that feeling of downing water. Um, so I have to wait like 20 minutes and then do it. But I find it's not, it's not the same at all. Once I've got up and moved around and I've had the, the, the sip of Simprove. Um, mm. But I also absolutely adore it. And I think it's a really lovely way to start the day Mm. um and then the self-massage I do have to admit Liv I got a bit confused with (laughs) who we were speaking to today (laughs) and uh, another um guest coming up has something similar ah so I did hers I mean it's pretty much um, can I can I give it away, Serena? Yeah, it's all it's an it's just another self massage. It's just location specific. Ah, yes. Um, but it was also lovely, and I feel like mm. it's the it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? I mean, yes. connecting to your skin, your body, your physical touch, which I think is so important at the moment when perhaps we live by ourselves, or you know, we're not hugging people. To have physical contact with yourself is so underrated yes Serena how did you get on I love it as well I think it's one of my favorite healthy habits I the water thing I've been doing for a very long time yeah Mm. I wake up and have a big glass of warm water and then I'll have a herbal tea as well because I think as you said live like to flush everything out it's meant to be very good for your digestive system isn't it to get Mm. and I also think like people don't tend to drink enough water during the day a lot of people and so if you can do that to begin the day then you you know, however, however off course you go later on, you at least have had that. Yes. Um, and then the massage I love, I'm a reflexologist. So I like, I'm a super tactile person. I think the power of touch is just the most relaxing, healing, connecting thing. Um, so yeah, I totally love this. Although I, I just want someone else to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's really nice with yourself. Cause it's like, it's kind of a relationship building thing with you but I am kind of lazy. I find it so much more relaxing if someone else will give me a massage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I was just going to say, actually, it's interesting um, about touch and your work, Serena, because in your design, you have this channel of sensitivity, which is sensitivity rooted in touch. Um, and it's connected to wanting to give your support to others. And as part of it, it's almost crucial for you, um, yeah, like feeling happy and living this joyous life is by sharing with touch. Um, no. and, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there was oh, one goodness. sense that I would have like picked out it would have been touch for you yeah (laughs) that's that's crazy I'm like such a touchy person all I want is people to play with my hair stroke me I just want to rub their feet (laughs) I love this yeah so beautiful yeah wow (laughs) oh Liv it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you oh thank you for having me girls thank you so much for doing our readings as well that was really kind of you and like so insightful and fascinating and yeah it's um it's just the tip of it all there's so much that you can explore but hopefully it's given you some ideas of um yeah how to use the energy and um just tune into your uniqueness yeah and to our listeners as well if you're feeling I guess a little lost on your path getting in touch with Liv and we'll also put Liv's and um, the websites that you um said in the show yeah. notes so everyone can look into that too for themselves you're presumably working on zoom at the moment Liv for people listening yeah so um I do one-to-one readings over zoom um and I also have an offering that's called a soul print and this is really like a written reading um, which sort of sets out how to align with your energy type, how to make conscious decisions, um, dives into your role and your energetic gifts and the conditioning and stuff. So it's a, yeah, it's a comprehensive guide to your design. If you, um, yeah, if you're interested in exploring more, but I do. (laughs) Thank you so, so much Liv for everything. You've been such a fab guest. Thank you for having me. Bye, Liv. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much, Liv, for joining us and sharing so much wisdom. It can really be so comforting to understand yourself a little better and I mean personally I feel fantastic after knowing all that (laughs) but also just this knowledge that we are all so different and what we think might be our path or our destiny actually isn't it can really put us into so much alignment in our lives and also who we spend our time with so thank you Liv If you'd like the delicious recipe for the Gruyere fritters that we made for Liv, then head over to our Patreon page and do follow us on Instagram at Kitchen Club Podcast for videos and more news. We're going to leave the links to discover your own human design chart in the show notes as well. So hope you have fun browsing there. And if you've got a moment, we would absolutely love if you could subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and also share with anyone who might enjoy too. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.